Hey, how are you? It's Mary Bicknell. Welcome to Lead a Life Uncommon, where every Monday you're going to get a little biz bite to start your week off right. And then every Wednesday, we're going to deep dive into all things personal growth, where my goal is to help you have an aha every single week. You know, this podcast is for you, for the woman who's the go-getter, who knows there's more inside. And you know what? You're ready to smash through that self-imposed glass ceiling so you can finally see what you're made of. Ready? Let's go. Today, we're going to talk about a touchy subject. So here it goes. Pay attention. You don't have to kick the kids out of the room. But here's something that I want you to really consider. Um, if you are part of this phenomena of women who deny themselves rest, they see it as a luxury. So the question today is, is rest a luxury, self-care, or is it another thing that women just deny themselves? So if you're listening to this in real time, oh my God, I just got back from a little getaway. Me, my laptop, aka my business. I took my business with me. I like to get away with my business sometime. And I get the question, like, if I took my laptop with me on a little getaway, just me, myself, and I went and my business. Is that really rest? Is that self-care? Is going away a luxury? So I'll, <clears throat> let's figure out what even that means, right? Luxury is defined as the state of great comfort and extravagant living. I would argue that we all need to define luxury and great comfort and extravagant living ourselves. I don't know that I want to look at luxury as something that's unattainable. And I want to encourage you to really reconsider this today as you're listening in. Let's just break that down. Great comfort. Why would we not want to have a life of great comfort? Like I cannot legit even think of a single reason why we wouldn't want to have that. So right now, think about it. If you have some great comfort in your life, holy Lord, you are living in luxury. What's extravagant living? I don't know. I think for the the majority of you who are listening, we might have some idea of extravagant living is outside our realm of possible achievement. So my question to you today is how do you even know that? Have you even defined extravagant living? I don't know. I mean, think about it when you're a kid, right? And you're looking, well, first of all, social media, obviously there's people that have millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and billions of dollars. I have millions and millions and millions. So let me say it differently. Hundreds of millions of dollars are billions of dollars. I think that, you know, going to be able to fly in your own spaceship up into orbit, that feels pretty extravagant. And yet I know that some of you think it's extravagant to buy organic food, that that's some luxury. I, I love buying organic food. There is a moment where that used to really make me feel wealthy, like I finally have my stuff together because, you know, that didn't seem like attainable. And it does. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel well taken care of. I feel like, oh, yes, I'm buying what I want to. Is that extravagant living, buying what you want? You know, my job here, my desire for you is to be able to live a life that is uncommon. And so one could argue, and maybe I'm doing that for you today, that it is uncommon for most women to rest, my friends. 
what is rest? You know, we can define rest as a noun. And this is what they say it is an instant or period of relaxing and ceasing to engage in strenuous or stressful activity. As in, oh, girl, you look like you need a rest. Oh, God, we don't want to hear that, do we? Or it could be a verb. Cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself and to recover strength. She needed to rest after that last launch. She needed to rest after fill in the blank. Is rest something that we chronically deny ourselves? That makes me wonder, when was the last time you rested? And do you even know what that is? What is rest for you? Stop right now. Think about this. You know what? I really love to ask you all these questions to get you thinking. Thank you so much, first of all, for all the feedback. You know, I want to let you know that we are inching closer to the top 100 podcasts in our category, and I'm thrilled out of my mind. Thank you. So right now, while I'm helping you expand and transform to lead a life uncommon in your business or if you're listening just on Wednesdays for all things personal development and psychological transformational breakthroughs, can you pause for a second and go give a five star if you've gotten some value out of this? Or can you make a comment? I want to hear what you have to say. Make sure you're subscribing, you're following, you're downloading, and you're sharing. I know you know a girlfriend that needs some rest. So what is rest? And when you do rest, do you have feelings of guilt around it? I don't know about you, but you know, it's taken me a little while and I'm still, I will say guilty of this comment. There are times that, you know, I've worked all day and I love my business, right? And I work three days a week, most weeks, and I don't usually work the last week of the month. And when I say that, I really mean I'm in charge of my schedule. And so yes, I take a creative writing class and I do some copy and I'm, you know, I'm thinking things through and thinking, by the way, is part of the work. But sometimes I've been sitting on the sofa and maybe I'm watching a show and like John's doing something. And I'm like, I feel guilty. I'm like, I'm not being lazy. And of course he's like, you never are lazy. But what is that about? What is that about? Well, it's also about women typically do more in the house. Anyhow, we're going to get to that in a minute. I want to ask you though, do you have to get to the point you hit a wall before you actually rest? In other words, do you grind it out? Grind, 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 busy, busy, busy. I am so worthy. I am so busy. My calendar is so full. I've got a to-do list that's so long. I have so many things that I have to do, but I'm so tired. And then you bitch about it and you whine about it and you complain about it. But on one hand, you feel like you must, 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 must stay busy because you've uh, that's part of your worthy factor. And if you're just sitting around on your ass one day watching Netflix, resting, my friend, actually resting resting your body, resting your mind, having a chuckle. Right now, I've been doing all things Netflixing around the great um, baking competitions. I love that stuff. If you're listening to this in, in real time, we're getting close to the holidays. So I love all things baking. Uh, but I said, you know, I, I still work on not feeling a twinge <sighs> that it's okay, Mary to rest, to rest. You know, I used to, maybe you can relate to this. I've had moments and this is like, this is a growth moment for me that I'm really interested in sharing, but I know it's personal is universal. I'm not alone, but there have been times 
that I'd been glad I got sick. I know that sounds actually sick, crazy. Where I've been like, oh, thank God, my allergies are acting up. I have a terrible headache. I have horrible snots. I'm just going to lay in bed. Wow. Or I ate the wrong thing and, you know, my food sensitivities kicked in and I just felt achy and in pain. And I just, it was a quote, quote, and I'm air quoting over here, an excuse, an excuse to rest, to lay in bed, to read a book, to take a nap. Now, I'm not like that anymore. At least not like I used to be. This is something I truly have to work on my thinking, my conditioning, my programming around. You know, it reminds me like even taking a vacation, like how long does it take you, my friend, to get into the state of like actually appreciating your vacation and resting? I don't know about y'all, but sometimes like the last time I went to Hawaii, which, oh my God, of course, we're still in COVID. And so year of 2020, we had five trips planned, none of which happened. So then in 2021, I guess February, something like that, we went away to Hawaii and it was like almost weird. Like I could barely even get into it. And we stayed at the most incredible resort, like all gorgeous, stunning Fabo. In fact, I found some really good little mini videos on my phone from that trip. I'm going to be posting on Instagram. Make sure you follow me, Mary Bicknell Be Bold. Mary Bicknell Be Bold. Over on the Insta, or I think the young kids call it the gram. So it took me a good solid two days just to kind of be like, okay, I'm on vacation. I had to work on my mind uh, so that I didn't have thoughts like, oh my God, what do I really need to do? What do I have to do when I get back? Did that all get done? Here's how I've mitigated that. I, you know, before we go away on vacation, one of the things I'm really committed to, because I don't like to unpack. So number one, now I only take carry on, no matter pretty much how long I'm going to be away. Number two, the house is spotless when I get back. So the housekeeper comes in, like everything's done. So when I walk in, when we walk in and we're tired, you know, from the plane travel, et cetera, et cetera, like we're good. The house is tidy. My house is tidy anyhow, but for the most part, it's like I'm, 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 I'm definitely fluffing pillows. So it's welcoming when I walk in. Did you know that in 2018, Americans left, hold on to your hats, ready? 768 million with an M days of paid time off that were unused. I'm going to say that again, because it's it's so like, this is why I'm having this conversation with you today. In 2018, there were 768 million days of paid time off that went bye-bye, went in the trash, went unused, went unclaimed. Why is that? Why are people feeling like they can't take time off? Why do you feel like that in your job? Are you afraid to take time off? Is it because you're so burnt out? You've got this job that's just like, there's no boundaries. What about those of you who own your own business? When is the last time you took a vacation? Have you built that into your revenue? Have you built that into what your sales need to happen? Have you built that in where you've got an excellent team, where you feel confident? Have you gotten good boundaries around your clients? Like, hey, look, I'm taking off X week, taking two weeks off to go to Hawaii on X whatever day, whatever month, and it's built in. 
Hmm, I'm wondering. You know, it's really think about like, it's funny when we say like a rest day. I mean, I don't know about you, but what comes up for me frequently is like working out. Why is it that people that work out, they don't have any problem resting from working out on like a rest day? But if you said, do you just rest, not from working out, but just because it's like a different conversation. I want to, you know, part of my, my goal for you is that leading a life uncommon means that you get to do whatever the hell you want to do whenever you want to do it. Not my job is to help you do it, which I can help you do that. Here's the thing. For those of you who want to work a three-day work week, or really, let me say it almost differently, whether it's a three-day work week or you be in charge of your calendar, I want you to recognize, like, if you don't rest, you have to be um, wise enough and smart enough and really track this. I want to encourage you to track this. So this is kind of like going to be one of your action steps, but really tracking what happens if you don't rest. So like the studies show that inadequate rest could show up like poor sleep. Of course, we know that poor sleep impacts our body negatively. And then of course, it increases our our chances of disease, heart disease, cancer. People who have poor sleep and are not well rested have an increase, um, pr- uh, Gosh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my word. An increased probability, that's the word, of developing type 2 diabetes, which hello, which hello, you're going to lose that foot, maybe. And then you're certainly not going to be able to like exercise and do the things that you want to do. So here's the thing. When's the last time you've even done something like take a nap, watch TV? Maybe it's not go, go, go all the time. Inadequate rests it really makes your brain suffer as well. I want you to recognize that when you're not well rested, here's the thing for you to get. When you're not well rested, whether it's sleep or just scratching some stuff off your calendar. And we had a conversation about that, right? If you've not listened to the podcast, I think it was, um, what one was it? It was how to make your no, your yes, your yes, and your no, your no. Have you listened to that one? Go make sure that you're going to, you listen to that one, because that one is the one that is going to give you the exact words to set some boundaries. I believe that was episode 13. So go check that out. Episode 13. But when you don't have some boundaries where you can uh, say no to some things, and you're go, go, go so busy, your brain suffers, your mind suffers. And here's the truth, that the lack of sleep and the lack of rest and the lack of just being chronically busy has a negative impact on your memory, has a negative impact on your problem solving abilities. Of course, we know it impacts your um, your mood, you probably are a little more cranky, maybe you're maybe you should be aware, why am I yelling at my kids so much? What if you are just too busy, my friend? What if you actually needed some rest? Let's talk about what about like physically? Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I know I'm not as well rested, maybe because there's times, right? There are times that life does get busy or sometimes I choose to be busy because I'm like in this workflow and I'm just like digging it. And then instead of allowing myself to be like, it's okay to take some time off and chill for for an hour. But sometimes I don't know about you, but I get a little clumsy. Here's the reality. You have to start looking at the diminishing return on time invested. 
Let me say that again, the diminishing return on time in invested. The truth of the matter is the research is clear that when you're working over 40 hours and you start getting that 50 plus hours, you really are less effective. So I want to ask you if you've even allowed yourself to look at that. Here's the truth. You know, this is why I talk about a three-day work week. It's because when I teach people how to be like highly focused and directed on a task at hand, which also includes, by the way, I include time, thinking time. When we, when you learn the skill and you understand what to do, when to do it, it's on your calendar and you become that, um, move into being effective at what you do, guess what? There's so much free time. Think about it. How many of you have had jobs and you're looking around and people are just standing around the water cooler like bullshitting? I don't know about you. I had this job once and actually it was funny that I quit this job, by the way. But one of the reasons I quit this job is I, I'm the kind of person when I focus on something and this is what I teach clients to do, whether they're my life coaching clients, my executive clients, business consulting. But when you learn to master the skill of focused energy, and know what to do, you get stuff done and you have all this free time. And that's what I want for you because I, maybe you wanna write a book, maybe you wanna do yoga, maybe you wanna like learn how to watercolor for another language. Like, I don't know, what do you wanna do besides what you're currently doing as a job? I love my work, but I, I like watercoloring. I like taking it off on Fridays and hanging out with my husband. So for me, I had this job, this is pre, pre my husband, John, but anyhow, I had this job and I could get everything done. And then they said, you have to still stay in the office. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, we're paying you for 40 hours. And I'm like, I got 40 hours work of work done just because I can get it done in 30 hours. And they were like, nope, you need to sit there. So what did I do? I would just sit there and I would like dick around on the computer. And then finally I was like, why? Why am I wasting my life doing this? So I want you to think about, are you really that effective at your job? Because, you know, there's other things that I want to do. So really start calculating what's the diminishing return on the time invested and are you just working too much and you're really not getting enough out of it? Because look, I know as a woman, you not only are doing your job or your business, but you're probably working in the house, right? Have you really considered that? And have you ever gotten to the point where you're just like, oh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm bored figuring out dinner and food and you know, I, I don't I don't do the holiday shopping for my husband's family anymore. I don't do laundry except a little bit here and there, or maybe I'll fold the laundry. I don't clean the dishes or I'll have my housekeeper do all of these things. You know, women typically, women typically spend about nearly five hours, five hours a week on the household work, in addition to whatever full-time thing that they're doing. Men don't. Actually, there's a 22% difference where women are um, doing more around the house, no matter what that equitable relationship you have. And my husband does a lot. I'm not disputing that he does a lot. And yet I still do the majority of things. Maybe not majority. How do you even say like, I mean, you know, if you're doing a little bit more, it's the majority. And here's what this looks like, guys. It's not just like, John, I cook, he cleans. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, thing, thing. Pay attention if you're spacing out. Here's the thing that you're not taking into consideration. The weight of your job inside your own home. Meaning, sure, you might even hire somebody to go and clean your house. But guess what? 
You're the one that probably is organizing that. You're the one that might be there when they, you know, letting them in, unless you give them a key. You might be trying to remember who needs their dentist appointment. When are you getting your GYN? Like all of these things. So it's not just the the like day-to-day action items, clean out the refrigerator, whatever it is for you. It's also the mental energy and thought that goes into running a home. So I'm very big on like, how can you get help? Like, do you have somebody doing these things? If your kids are, every kid can be doing something in your home. Do you have, I'm a big believer, every girl needs a housekeeper. But do you, so what are you doing? Because wouldn't you rather pay somebody $20 an hour to come and clean your home for four hours and you get the opportunity to rest? Then perhaps you won't be so grumpy at your kid. Perhaps you'll look forward to your business or your job again. Make sense? Yes. So here's your lead a life on common action steps. Remember, this is about you, my friend, writing your own rules. So in addition to all those questions that I asked you at the beginning, how do you define rest? What does that look like to you? When's the last time you did? Do you feel guilty? I'm going to ask you this question. What if you could rest without guilt? How would your experience be better? I don't want you to think about it as different. There's other times I've asked you the questions like, how would that be different? I want you to literally think about how would your experience of enjoying rest be better? And then I want you, here's your second one. What does a woman who is well-rested look like? What does she look like? How does she act? What does she sound like? And here's the kicker. Now, where can you step into that identity yourself and be her, be that woman? And that gives you the opportunity to ask yourself, huh, well, what needs to be improved or changed or transformed in my life so that I can be that woman who's well rested, well rested. This is some of the work that I do inside the Lead a Life Uncommon program. This is definitely work I do with my private one-on-one coaching clients, whether they're executive clients or um, my life coaching clients or my success clients inside the one-on-one program that I call The Truth And really, this is about getting to the truth of who you are, what you want, and actually how to make it happen. So if that's something that you're interested in finding out a little bit more on how I can help you create a life that gives you the opportunity to luxuriate in your rest, my friend, love to chat with you. Here's my calendar link, marybicknell.com slash call with Mary. Or pop me up, pop me up a DM, hit me up on Instagram. I'd love to find out how you, my friend, are taking care of yourself and resting. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. You deserve to lead a life uncommon. Because honey, it is time to write your own rules. Bye. Hey, you've been listening to the Lead a Life Uncommon podcast. I'm here helping you create a life to allow you to do whatever the heck you want to do whenever you want to do it. If you got some value out of this, I'm going to ask you, pop over and give a five-star review. Subscribe and share this with a girlfriend you know is ready to lead a life uncommon herself. And I want to give you a couple of things. Number one is pop over to marybicknell.com slash podcast. I have something called the guide to your hidden thoughts around money and success. You're going to uncover some good stuff there. It's a little workshop I'm giving to you. And another thing I want you to take advantage of is this exercise I did all around connecting with your evolved future self. 
You're going to love this exercise. It's going to be fantastic. In fact, when you're done, please, please, please go and tag me on Instagram or any of the socials and tell me what you thought. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say and I'll chat with you soon. Bye now.